This is Sarah Ashley with Nerds on Film. If you enjoy listening to any of the podcasts on the Nerdonomy Network, you should go to our website, nerdonomy.com, and go to our merch page. You can even wear us. Although, frankly, we look better crumpled up on your floor. You're listening to Nerds on Film with Brian Moriarty, David McGuire, and Sarah Ashley. We're in hour 19 of the semifinals for the National Vomiting Competition. Accroaching the bucket next is William Humphrey Wilberforce Jonathan Pukeforneth III. Oh, oh, thank you. He's from Britain. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Upper East Side. I will be doing this to a particular tune that I think you all might like. Thank you. I've been doing this for 20 years, and I have never seen vomiting like that before. You know, the thing that struck me the most is the way that not only did it pulsate out of his body and fly projectile into several different locations. He gets a for surface area, for sure. Yeah, I mean... With such precision, though, and it, it, it blew my mind. I agreed. I, I, I just peed myself Very, very few vomiters can get the combination of surface area and density that he had in that. Yeah. That was quite spectacular. Yeah. I'm, as you can't tell, I'm just a ghost. You, you know me. With, with I, I'm a sucker for carrot chunks. And whenever a contestant is willing to go that yeah, extra but you mile. See, he also balanced it out with some pea soup as well. I saw that. But good. if you look at those carrot chunks, <laughs> if you really look at them, they have his initials carved into them and i am convinced that that happened in his stomach that just takes technique that kind of command of stomach acids we haven't seen that since robert mcpickenton yeah, yeah agreed our, from 73 yeah. from 73 yeah, yeah. Oh, what's my score then uh we're still <laughs> waiting on the judge's score oh, oh. please make it fast. wait uh, the, the french judge marked you down <sighs> apparently the carrots Sodding weren't uh, french the carrots weren't carrots weren't steamed they, they disapproved of the, of the raw. Yeah. Isn't that what the stomach you gotta, acid you is have, for? You have to steam your carrots so we have before to be you vomit them, because you can take out an eye with those. We, we, I mean, we can't be biased. I'm sorry. Oh, we, bloody hell. Just give me the niner and I'll leave. 9.4. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, uh, not bad. He, uh, might, he might. No, it's, uh, I think that's a silver. That's a, that's a, Silver's not bad. I think he just died. <laughs> Unfortunately... No one's willing to perform CPR. Not not after that display. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what was the last movie you guys saw in theaters? The last movie I saw in theaters, I don't remember. Mine was Django. Django Unchained, huh? Django. What did you think of it? Ooh, controversy aside, it was quite well done. Um, I don't know if it is Quentin Tarantino's best, uh, only because I rewatched Inglorious Bastards immediately following to just compare. But I will say this. Badass. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen it yet. I, I'm going to see it, but I haven't seen it yet. It's a pretty solid movie, I mm-hmm. will say this. Now, for me personally, I don't like being a critic when it comes to doing podcasting, but I did feel it was about 20 minutes too long. That's my opinion on that. I think they could have tightened up the ending a little, a little bit more. Absolutely, but I will say this. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson just knocking his character out of the park, playing an Uncle Tom. That was something else. Yeah. I really, I just... It, I could not uh, conceive of it. Because, well, Jackson's pretty solid in just about anything he does. Well, absolutely. But in this movie, he wears a considerable amount of makeup. And to be honest, I really couldn't tell it was him until he spoke. Really? Yeah. He keeps his he keeps his traditional Samuel L. Jackson accent. And he drops things like this motherfucker and, you know, things like that. Yeah. Just straight out. And you couldn't tell. You really can't tell until about the last scene he's in. Where you find out a little bit more about uh, yeah. the, 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 the Uncle Tom character is more of an act. Yeah. Whoa, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's not critical to the plot, so don't worry. You'll be fine, I promise. The whole movie now has That's been really I'm gonna be able to think about. Up to the very You're end. So sensitive with these things. I'm Why? very sensitive. Well, don't worry, we have Zero Dark Thirty to look forward to. But I don't <laughs> want to spoil the ending for you on that one. You saw that one too? It is not playing in the theaters where I live yet. It will on Friday. Gotcha. So yeah, I saw that recently and then I also saw this is forty. Oh really? Finally. Oh. Yeah, Was this it good? is 40? Martha keeps bugging me to go see it. Uh it's pretty solid. I would say it's Judd Apatow's best movie. Yeah, David. David definitely thought so. Yeah, it is definitely. It has its flaws, but every movie does. There's very few movies where you look at it and there's like nothing wrong with it at yeah. all. 
Well, I thought David's post on the blog was definitely enticing. It, it definitely makes me want to go see the movie now. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm going to. Sure. And to that matter, Sean's post on Django Unchained was fantastic. In defense yeah. of Django. Yeah. It got a lot of uh, likes and, and what have you. So people are definitely behind it. And I, I am as well. I think it was very well done. Not that I have anything against Spike Lee. I'm just saying that, you know, in this particular case, it might have been a slight overreaction on his part. But Well, that's because he yeah. and Quentin Tarantino don't get along ever at all. Right. They never have. Yeah. No. Yeah. Anyhow, if you want to hear more about that, read the blog. Indeed. And with that, welcome to Nerds on Film, everybody. You guys know me, of course, as Brian Moriarty. Now, this week, as you're probably hearing, um, Sarah and David both, by coincidence, had conflicts that prevented them from being on the show. So across from me, of course, you know, is my Nerds on History co-host, Mr. Eric Brickmont. Oh, yes, it is me. Oh, hello. Yes, hello. thank you. Thank hello. You. Oh, hello. And then, of course, to my right, Mr. Kevin Sutorius. Oh, 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 this is the right door. Hello, everyone. <laughs> hello. hello. Uh, I shall always associate Christmas evening with the theme to Star Trek. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Welcome back, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank it's you great guys. to be back. Happy New Year, by the way. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year, indeed. Yes, indeed. Happy New yeah. Year. I will say this is probably the uh, first Nerds on Film episode where I am without either of my traditional co-hosts. Yeah. I'm the only original host on the show. Weird. <laughs> oh, that's for a different time. Brian, what did you do with them? Where are they? I was desperate. <laughs> They'd make too many jokes. I, I, just once. I want to be the funny one. So you brought Kevin? on the show oh that's gonna turn out great i'm sorry but, kevin you may or may not end yes up... i brought kevin on because compared to him i'm the funniest oh, and with that ladies and gentlemen good night good night <laughs> i can't Listen of course. Now the first episode of nerds on film that brian will be doing alone <laughs> so yeah what do you guys think about this topic crickets 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 <laughs> oh, i think it's quite good brian why thank you sir bottoms <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you name me so bottom? I was out of ideas at the time. <laughs> it's at the bottom of the list. Yeah. Oh, but thank you. Thank you very much. That was well done. <laughs> Not sure this episode's going to work. No. We'll hey, see. Hey, you knew what you were getting into when you invited I me. Took, on I knew the risks. Yes. Yeah. When I did this, indeed. All right. Well, I mean, before we jump into the topic, I just want to say that I have compiled my list of all the movies that I've seen, both theatrically, video on demand, for the year 2012. And I got to say, the, 2012 was a really good cream of the crop when it comes to movies. Like, in terms of Oscar contenders, I would say the most recent year, aside from 2012, was probably like, what was that, uh, 2008, uh, when There Will Be Blood and No Country for Old Men came out. But I got to tell you, this has been a phenomenal year for movies, and to be honest, the last movie I have to see before the Oscar race begins is Zero Dark Thirty when it comes out. Cool. You know, I'm glad you brought that up, because this week was a pretty interesting week. They announced that the nominees for the Academy Awards, uh, and this will, of course, be released after they've already been announced, but they announced that they were going to release them on January 10th this year. That's very early. Very early. Usually yeah. it's the end of January, about yeah. a month before the, the ceremonies. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Huh. Now, guys, before we do that, I want to let you know I have a challenge for you. Mm. Ooh, do tell. The past few years, especially now that there's been 10 nominees for the past, was it three years now they've done? Three or four, yeah. Three or four. I usually challenge myself in previous years to, in between the announcement and the ceremony, to see all of the Best Picture nominations and any other nominations that are available. My ideal would be to see all of the Best Animated Feature and all the Best Picture nominations. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make it very easy because sometimes the animated feature ones are foreign films and they're not really shown. Lately, yeah, too uh, much. a fair amount of the uh, at least one or two of the animated movie yeah. nominees is from a now, different country. Now the gold standard, the absolute you can't beat this, is to do that plus all the nominations for the best supporting actors and best actors because they're not not always in the same category. Though there's plenty right. of there's plenty of cross pollination there. That's yeah. not always the case. Right, which means you're seeing anywhere between 20 or 30 films in a very short period of time, which is very demanding, as you uh, might imagine. Time. Yeah, yeah. Now, well, it sounds like you have two extra weeks, however, if it, they usually announce it in the end of January. They do. You've got a slight now, head start. Last year was pretty interesting, because when they announced him, I had not seen a single Best Picture nomination. Really? I was shocked at, huh. that I had not seen any one of them. But I did. I saw all 10 of those guys. I was actually aware of this, Brian, and I contacted Ampus, and I asked them... I have this friend, he tends to leave the best movies to the very last minute. Could you just kind of announce these other movies a couple weeks early? And apparently they did. Well, good for him. I know, right? 
Yeah. Well, um, I just want to put this out there. Uh, once I see Zero Dark Thirty, this will probably come out after the announcements for the Oscars, is that um, if you guys are interested, and listeners, if you're interested as well, even though I'm only a guest, um, since nobody has posted it yet on the blog, I was wondering if I could throw my hat in in terms of my favorites of the year and maybe my non-favorites of the year. If you're interested. If not, no worries. I, I usually keep that to family and friends. But Sounds good to me. Yeah, Sounds good to me. Well, But of course, Sarah is the one we have to right. get approval for. Absolutely. For. The mistress of the blog. The, Indeed. The lady of English. The nerdstress. The Nerdstress. Nerdstress of the blog. Oh, man. That's an excellent nickname. <laughs> yeah. Sarah, you've now been named the Nerdstress. The Nerdstress. Kevin, thank you for sharing that. And you'll be sharing most of those on the blog then. Absolutely. If... As long as it's cool and the listeners are down, absolutely. Great. Now, can I make a suggestion for both of you then? Mm. So that you can prevent this for next year. Watch all of the movies in 2013. That is all. Just every single one. <laughs> every single one. Oh, just, well, I'm, I'm off to the, the I'm going to the movies. Including for Spend films. $40 a day just seeing all the releases for <laughs> while, that week. While we're talking about the Oscars, can I ask a question? And this may be a very stupid question to my company that I'm holding at the moment. But uh, has a foreign film ever won Best Picture? Ever won? Um, it's been nominated. Best, yeah, it's been nominated. But in terms of that's why they created the Best Foreign Film category. Ah. Yeah. Um, but best being nominated for Best Foreign Film does not exclude you from Best Picture nomination. Right. Same thing with Toy Story 3. Toy Story 3 got nominated for both Best Picture animated, and Best and Animated best Feature. And it won Best Animated Feature. Obviously. Um, and then Which usually means it's not going to win Best Picture when it happens. Wally, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, uh, it was Up. Up. Up, Up yeah. got nominated for both, yeah. yeah. If you're looking for the most recent foreign film that I can think of, I think it's 2001. It was uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon was nominated yeah. for both Foreign and Best right. Picture. Right. Um, by technical standards, you could argue that The Artist was the first movie to be nominated and win a Best Picture because the entire production crew was all was French. French. Yeah, technically it was a French, but it, it wasn't nominated for Best Foreign Film. Was True. It, was it French produced or was it American produced? It was French produced. All the actors were, with the exception of James Cromwell yeah. and John Goodman, they, yeah. all the actors were pretty much... Un-American. James Cromwell. Not, I shouldn't say un-American, non-American. Non-American. <laughs> wow. Yes. Not American citizens. Correct. James Cromwell is awesome. Zephyrin Cochran for all of you Star Trek fans out there. Just not If you have not seen The Artist, it's a wonderful movie. It's yeah. a love letter to the silent film era because yes. it is a full, almost two-hour silent film yeah. up until the very, very end. And it works. It works so it well. It works really, really well. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'll check it out. <clears throat> Absolutely. So we're a burgeoning podcast, but we're a podcast that really respects... A burgeoning its... or merging? Burgeoning. Burgeoning. Okay. Burgeoning. Neither. Neither. <laughs> <laughs> we're a burgeoning podcast, and we really like to show that what fans we have, we show the absolute respect to. Kyle, our routine emailer, sent us a lovely email late last year about video game movies, and we're finally discussing it. Kyle, this whole episode is devoted to you. Thank you very much. You owe us. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do our best not to uh, swear, <coughs> laugh, walk out of the room crying. I guess, well, uh, thank you, Kyle, uh, for the suggestion. Um, I'm actually quite a gamer myself, and I will just uh, tell you right here, we'll do our best to meet your expectations. Even though the subject matter that we're working with uh, does limit that a bit, considering we are talking about video mm -hmm, game video movies. Game movies. Oh! Which are generally not considered yes. to be the greatest. Well, I mean, like, on a lighter note, uh, having done research to prepare, um, I will say, though, I do have a top two uh, in terms of video game movies that exists, whether it's a movie based off of a video game or a video game that drives the plot of a movie. Let's leave it at that. Fair enough. I yeah. think I think there's no conjecture about that. Cool. Uh, what I do want to say, though, is let me pull up Kyle's question that he wrote. Mm -hmm. And this was actually an email written to me. I was so happy Aww. about that. Can a good video game movie be made? And my response is, it is debatable. Very debatable. Now, because for me, there was lots of movies that I liked as a kid that were video game adaptations. And yet, watching them again, they're really awful. I, I will say, can it be made? Yes. Has it, has been, it been made? No. Yes. yes, it has. You Kevin think so? believes it has. Yeah, I think no. I think there has not been yes, one that it has. has. In my opinion. And we will definitely get into that. Okay. Now, the other, to be honest, I feel like now that when I see a movie trailer and I can spot pretty closely that it is, in fact, a video game-based movie, I'm turned off to it right away. Mm -hmm. Like, how many Resident Evil movies do you need? Seriously. There's like, well, they're on the, like, well, the seventh one now? They're five? <laughs> they're this five. Is the, this five, is the fifth yeah. one? Yep. Feels like the seventh if one. You, if you are my wife... You have no problem with them. Now, my wife is notorious for liking really, really 
crappy horror movies. <laughs> and I am notorious for being dragged along to really crappy horror movies by my beloved wife. However, the first Resident Evil movie mm-hmm. tried to stay as close as possible to the video game. Yeah, I remember that. And it did fail. I wouldn't say it failed miserably. They introduced a whole new character into it, right? So have either one of you played Resident Evil? Yeah. No. Okay, so for Brian and for our listeners who haven't, it's very simple general premise. Two zombies, police, right? Or kind there's of. zombies, yes. Yeah. But there's two. Well, there's a few police officers. Uh, they get trapped in this mansion full of zombies, and they're trying to escape. That's it. Pretty simple. Lots of the game is stuff jumping out at you that startles you. And back in, you know, the PlayStation the, era. Yeah, the late 90s, yeah. Mid to late 90s. This yeah. was a cool game. Yeah. It even had these really neat little filmed uh, live action video sequences yeah. that were in place of CG at the time. And, you know, they, they were okay. But it, it scared the crap out of me when I was a kid. And I really was hoping that when that Resident Evil movie came out, it was going to be able to recapture that yeah. same feeling yeah. that I had. I gotta say, I kind of miss the cinematic sequences that were filmed in between plot points in video games, or to communicate plot points in video games, because it added a whole other element to it. It became a multimedia experience now. And a very theatrical element, too. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. But it did detract from what the maker of the game was trying to do, which was to captivate you with the characters right then and there, even if they were polygonic. Yeah, even yeah. they're poly, polygonic. It's, it's, po- polygonal. Wait, wait. Polygonal. Was it polygonal. Uh, 32, 64, or 128-bit right. characters? Right. Yeah. right. And so, you know, they didn't want that disconnect. They didn't want you to then pull away from that. Right. They wanted you to be in the moment the whole yeah. time. And they've gotten better at it now because the, the technology's improved. Yeah, almost every video game now does that. Yeah. yeah. Just to get back to Resident Evil, though. Have you seen the movie? Okay, so the movie, bother. the movie has the characters, so to speak. But they're missing, I think they're missing Chris Redfield. I don't think she's in it. He's I don't in think it. so either. I don't think any of the original cast yeah, is Yeah, to it. be honest. There's this girl named Alice. Yeah, she, and she I don't becomes, remember her in the games, though. Well, she becomes the protagonist through the whole series. Yeah, is that Mila She's not in any character? of the movie. Or she's not in any of the games, excuse yeah. me. And that's Mila Jovovich's character? Yes, it yeah, is. Yeah, okay. Only because Paul Anderson is married to her. Is that really how it happened? Oh, I'm Paul pretty W.S. Sure. Paul mm-hmm. W.S. Anderson is married to Mila Jovovich. Let's, cons- let's consult the, uh, the runes for that. No, all right, I can look this up right now, but I'll, I'll tell you, now, as of now... They are married. They are married, yeah. Oh, okay. Perhaps they were dating. Yes. <laughs> Maybe that's how they met. Yeah. yeah. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm as it is, and I may risk my nerd credibility by saying this, I'm really not turned on by a lot of zombie movies. I think it's an overdone genre at this point. I think it needs a break. It was good when it had its resurgence in the early 2000s, but... Enough is enough. I'll agree that it is heavily saturated. Yes. I still think there's a lot of room for zombies. I don't like where zombies have gone, however. When you played Resident Evil, right, the game, your zombies were generally slow and dumb, and that's the way I want my zombies to be. But they were in large number. And so you had to try to work with the wonky controls to begin with, and then you had to try to escape from the large numbers of zombies. And that's where zombies are the most frightening. It's not so much in their ability to eat you. It's more so in the fact that they come in huge numbers and they happen to look like people that you used to know or something other, something else that's emotionally triggering, right? Mm. And I think like the Resident Evil's uh, video games definitely capture that. The Resident Evil movies... Now the zombies are wearing military outfits. Now they're being, you know, they and then, then they can run. Yeah. Now they can run. And then in the most recent uh, Resident Evil movie, they have like zombie mutant monsters that you've never seen before. Well, right. that is from the video game. Oh, for real? Those are from the video game. See, I remember like the first or the second Resident Evil. I kind of just dropped off because I remember reading the reviews for Resident Evil 5 and I played a little bit of it and God, was I upset. Well, again, the premise with the Resident Evil games is that there's this virus, the T-virus, that right. also passes over into the movies, right? Yeah. Along with the Umbrella Corporation. Yes. And it's a viral zombie outbreak and so it doesn't just affect humans, it can affect other things. The one cool thing about the first Resident Evil movie is they had the zombie dogs. And the zombie dogs scared the crap out of yeah. me in the video game. They kept those, and they were just as scary in the movies I thought they were in the video game. That was the one redeeming feature for that whole movie. But <laughs> the big mutant guys, right? That's all pulled from the third Resident Evil game, Nemesis. Oh, okay. um, but that's a whole Jill Valentine side story. Mm-hmm. And then... What they did with this most recent one is they introduced Leon, and uh, who is a character from the second Resident Evil and the fourth Resident Evil and some of their offshoot games. But they're mixing and matching all these different people, and they're throwing them all in these situations, and it just it doesn't work because they have mm. elements from all of the games, but they're thrown into this now totally convoluted 
storyline. Yeah. And the games were perfectly good storylines. The second one was cool. It happened at the same exact time as the first one, but with two different characters. Oh, and it happened nice. in Raccoon City as opposed to the mansion. Yeah. And then some of those characters collide and meet up in the third one. Why couldn't you do that in a movie? That's perfect. That that kind of like sets yourself up for a sequel, though. I mean, like, sure, it, some writers would say that's like cheap, shoddy writing, but I mean... That's a brilliant idea yeah. for a video game yeah. series. And you can go into more depth than the video game did. Yeah. But why not work off the general premise that made the video game sure. successful in the first place? Yeah. I think the zombie genre is just, again, it's it's overdone. And that's I know that's more or less an offshoot, but I, I kind of take a tangent for a moment. Yeah. There's a reason why you make zombie movies. They sound like they're grindhouse material, because it's, but it's really not. Because if you look at like the crown jewel in the crown of zombies movies... Not Dawn of the Dead, Land, Land of the Living Dead. Night, Night of the Living, Living Dead. Dead. George Romero's original yes. movie. Okay, okay. Zombies were a metaphor for society, for for conformity. Right. And I don't think the metaphor's there anymore. It's just... Oh, it's it's long gone. Yeah, it's it long gone. long gone. And, like, and I don't want to sound like I'm trying to be the nerd who's looking for substance in a zombie movie, or in a video game movie for that matter, <laughs> because there's that immediate connotation of there is no substance, and that's... I'm not saying that at all. No. But you can't help but look at what's out there. Right. And, and you know, I had the same exact feeling when I saw the trailer for World War Z. I love that book. So zombies have been very, very underrepresented in the literary literature. side, right? I just think of Pride and Prejudice and zombies all of a sudden. <laughs> right. Some really great examples, though. But World War Z, if you haven't read it, you need to read it. It is fantastic. And it's told from the perspective of this uh, essentially freelance reporter yeah. who's putting together this book and he's interviewing all these different people and he's talking these about survivors. these yeah. survivors. And he himself is a survivor of, of the war against zombies. And that's a movie that's coming out pretty soon. And did you guys yeah. know that the author of World War Z is Mel Brooks's son, Max? Max Brooks, yeah. Max Brooks. Right, yeah. who I have no idea what he has done if he simply gave up creative license to the movie makers to do whatever they want with it, because the trailer has got me really worried. It looks well, like crap. Well, I'm really worried. Just to, uh, had some script to tangent for a brief moment, and I promise a brief. Uh, they said from the beginning that they wanted a slightly alternative take to this because you can't sell a movie like that, according to the studios. And so they wanted to put a different spin on it. Uh, and make the uh, add like the reporter aspect and you know, like interviewing several different survivors, but the globe trotting as well. Um, but it's just it's now going to be a much more mm. action oriented movie with a linear story. Have you read the book? Oh yeah, absolutely. How could they not make that into an action oriented story? My God, all you have to do is cut out the reporter and stitch together all the stories that are being told, and you have an amazing zombie movie. I mean, like if you have we three wanna, or four zombie movies. If we want to get like really awesomely creative about this, what if you had a director direct each of those segments from the book into a short part of the movie? That'd be awesome. Well, yeah, that would be amazing. To be fair, let's look at the guys who are directing these movies. These people who are directing these movies do not have the best track records, unfortunately. Um, or the most original concept for for storytelling. I mean, uh, we're talking about Yui Bowl. We're talking about Paul W. S. Anderson. And I don't mean to slam oh, so directors far. out there. Yes, but yeah. no, those guys do not have the reputations for making very good movies. Unfortunately. No. So no, why don't. do we keep giving them good material to well, work with? Uh, <laughs> because they still turn a profit. Unfortunately. Yeah. Well, Yuva Bowl, the movies he makes, I, I keep hearing this. Uh, He's a PhD uh, in film too, by the way. Oh my gosh, <laughs> um, he gets he keeps getting money from the German government to make movies and stuff. Uh, so that's why he keeps making movies. Um, with Paul W. S. Anderson, uh, he's making less movies than he used to, which thank God, um, <laughs> because how can you ruin such a amazing idea of having aliens versus predators, and then have the predator and humans hold hands as they skip down a creepy looking hallway to go and conquer and beat the Alien Queen. Well, I just a, what, I can't get over that. What a beautiful segue, because Alien versus Predator was another one of those games when it came out was just so fantastic yeah, and i know really brian well i would is I not would, a big fan no the xenomorphs you know they yeah. make me piss they, myself yeah I uh, know, wait out. do you have a xenophobia of xenomorphs <laughs> yay five yes, points the, the, the xenomorphs who are american are fine it's the xenomorphs from the other countries <laughs> that, that make me that terrify me so the ones that gestate within americans are okay wow brian wow <laughs> um alien versus predator was a great game it was. It was and an even Alien vs. The, the next one. But you know here's what was the so thing, cool? though. I wouldn't. I would argue that that wasn't really a video game concept originally. That was a comic book concept. Oh, true, true. Because Dark they, Horse they, they, Dark Horse had a merger with them before yes. that was a video game. Well, okay, yes, but, it's but still it a video still game became extremely popular video game. Yes, it was. And what I love about it is that you can be from the alien perspective. 
and so the predator perspective and the marine perspective. Brian, Brian, can I can I make a suggestion? A kind of therapy, if you will. Play, no, play, I'm wait, good. Wait, wait, listen, I'm good. Listen, just play the alien versions of did Alien vs. Predator. But listen, <laughs> you if maybe if you assume the role of what you were afraid of, you can relate to it better. Ooh. So you want me to relate to a mindless monster? Oh, it has mind. It has a right. mind. They're quite I clever. I don't want to think about this seriously. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, you you're, you can't see this because this is an audio podcast. My arms are flailing. I'm doing lots of icky icky movements he right now. He looks like he's got a xenomorph popping out of his chest Shut right now. Fuck <laughs> <off>. <laughs> about that. Seriously. Okay. All right. We're moving on. God, my neck is so tense right now. <laughs> Sorry. Moving on. Moving on. I apologize, my friend. I move. All right. Let's move on. Um, <sighs> I have. I, I have. You really... just revealed my weakness to to the world. <laughs> I hate you both. <laughs> Okay, I have an interesting list that I've compiled here, and I think you have the same list. I, I have a very similar list. Uh, one of the movies that I wanted to get started with, just real quick, only because it was ironically a part of my childhood, the Pokemon movies. Uh, growing up, this was probably around huh. fifth, sixth grade, uh, the first Pokemon movie came out, and so, of course, everybody that I knew in my school was like, oh my god, Pokemon in the movie, we gotta go see it. And so, uh, of course, there were lines of kids at every theater where I lived, and when we all get back to school, oh my god, the movie was so awesome. Two more Pokemon, it's 152 Pokemon. Oh, um, for the record, I'm sorry, I just want to correct myself, Yui Bull has a doctorate in literature, not oh. in film. Good for him. Oh. So back to Pokemon. <laughs> yes, back to Pokemon. Um, I collected Pokemon cards, I played Pokemon, I actually went to one or two Pokemon conventions. I'm not even, I'm, I'm saying that was a straight face. Pokecon. 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 <laughs> <laughs> That sounds really dirty. <laughs> it really does. Really dirty. It sounds um, like something you don't want to do in prison. <laughs> yeah. Now, when it comes to the movies in America, I believe there was at least three th- U- United States theatrical movies. and There's, yeah, there's a ton I, in, from Japan, though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think there's like 24, 24 Pokemon movies in yeah, total. They're all animated, though. They've never yeah. done a live action. Never done a live action one. And now, oh, darn. Yeah, now I'm hearing from like other people that still play Pokemon. There's now like 365 Pokemon. Or something oh, wait, like I'm that. sorry. People still play Pokemon. Here is the thing, People still play Pokemon. Hmm. I'm going to argue that Pokemon may, may not be a video game concept because it wasn't originally a card, card game. game first before it was a video game. Yes, but it became... It's like, it became so, yes. more We're just going to say it's a game-based movie. Yeah. It is a game-based movie. It became more available to a larger populace yes. via the video game. Yes, via yeah. the Game Boy. Because then you didn't have to invest A in the cards, two in friends, and three uh, in, <laughs> a life. <laughs> in a life. Right. Yeah. For the record, did you guys know Nintendo was a card game company before they were a video game company? No way. Yeah. Who knew? Video game was just a trend that they were uh, riding out and now, and until now it died, and oh, look where it is today. Exactly. Huh. Very cool. Yeah. Also, so, those Pokemon movies, you know, very popular, obviously to a very, very specific... A very niche a niche, right? Niche audience, yeah. A very, very niche audience. Niche, <laughs> very educated audience. <laughs> I would say in the same genre as that mm. would be Final Fantasy Advent Children, and then the spirits people talk about this well. movie a lot. Can a lot I of my, say, a lot of my nerd friends well, love this movie. Are, you, are we talking about the one from the late '90s, which was the Spirits Within? No, the sequel. The sequel to that, or well, that was really a sequel because none of the movies have been connected. But okay. it was a spiritual sequel in that it was computer animated, but yeah. it was directed DVD. It was not. Really oh, okay. and I, I, did not I have to correct myself. I said Advent Children. Yes. That that's totally that's a video game. Excuse me. Yeah. But um, no, there was a there was a film. Yeah, there was an adaptation was of that. A, yeah, the Advents of Children. Yeah, yeah, it was a Japanese one. I think that they dubbed. Oh, yeah. whoa, 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 hold on. So sorry, so sorry. That is the good one. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Spirits Spirit Within is, is the, the bad one. Yeah, yeah, that had the mocap style right. 3D because well, and it had wasn't. zero connection I, I, to any of the previous Advent <laughs> Children even games. though it was a release to DVD mm-hmm. it didn't have a theatrical release at least not in the United States I don't mm-hmm. know if it ever did in Japan or not uh, probably but it continued from a specific video game from Final Fantasy 7 okay. and it was fantastic it was really really well done and well, even the dub work is not that bad okay. on the English version and if you haven't watched it you should really check it out it's very good Final Fantasy 7 was a huge game in the United States too I, I remember, cried I remember yeah it was, it was, I, it was I was sitting in my room too. it was winter <laughs> it was it I was, was playing my Final Fantasy 7 it was really late I should have been in bed <laughs> It was like one in the morning, and I had school in the morning, and oh, I did not no. care because her lifeless body was in my You're just computer the generated whole time. hands. You were just thinking the whole time, damn you. And Sarah. I was crying. I was like, damn no. you. No. Yeah. She was no, Actually, cool. you know what I'd love to see adapted? Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts as a, vid- a that movie. That would be freaking 
awesome. Wouldn't it be? Yeah. Wouldn't it be awesome if they could pull off Kingdom Hearts? I mean, it's it's tough because you're talking about merging Disney, of course, into that that whole universe. But who, nevertheless, who cares? Disney's in everything else. Yeah. yeah who true. doesn't want to see like Mickey Mouse, Goofy, and Donald like, and being badasses? St- I do. And now that they've bought Star Wars. We can have Star Wars mixed into it. Vader? Yes. Oh, my God. If Vader... Because when they had all the villains in the second one, that was so cool. If they had Vader as one of those bad guys. Yes. Oh. Yes. Yes. Now, uh, yes. this is all, like, leading up to a discussion of about a movie. Of course, the Star Wars nerds are about to shit their pants. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, this is... This, actually, the exact topic is going to lead to a movie that I want to talk to near the end because it. this is a movie that I want to say is much celebrated. But moving on to other movies... I want to mention one last thing about Final Fantasy, the yeah. spirits within, the yes. not good one. No, the non-good one, yeah. How much do you think it took to make that movie? 120 million. Very close. 137 million. Wow. And that was in 97, right? A lot of that had to uh, do that with... That was in 2001. Oh, that was in 2001, okay. A and lot it, of that had to do with the, the talent they were using. True. Yeah. How much did it make? 20? 19. Not that bad. 19 no, million. Not that bad. 85 million. 85. But still far shorter than the still budget. Still only yeah. about two-thirds of its... Of its uh, but for a video game company expenses. that produced it, because Square Onyx made it. Oh, sh- no They way. made the whole movie? They made I thought the Sony made it. No, so Square Sony must have distributed it. But they oh, okay. Oh, okay. Onyx is what made it. Huh. Uh, ooh, that's a nasty hit. Oh, yeah. That's a really nasty hit. That's a bad hit. hit. Yeah. Ooh. Indeed. Yikes. And to sink that much money into uh, their first film project, that's mm-hmm. that's a little bit dangerous. Yeah. Well, lesson learned for them, I guess. Mm, that's for sure. <laughs> okay. Well, we got to talk about this one. This is the this is the elephant in the room. Uh, I'm oh, sure Kyle is just waiting for us to bring it up. So, are we going to start that way then? We're talking about what I think we're talking about. I think we're talking about what we think we're talking about. Go ahead, Tomb Raider. Oh no, we're not starting there then. Okay. Oh, I wasn't but, thinking about that at all. Yeah, that's thinking, not the elephant in the room. Oh, no, come on, guys. No, just freaking dude. Well, no, to me, the elephant in the room is Super more, Mario Brothers. Oh, actually, Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's not an elephant. That is a meteorite hurling towards Earth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm talking about the Tomb Raider just, movies. Yeah, just the elephant in the room. Well, there yeah. was two Tomb Raiders. Yes. There was was it, there was the there was the uh, Lara Croft Tomb Raider and then, and then Lara there was Croft Cradle, the Cradle of, of Life. Life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or as I call it, the reason why I cried in the movie theater. Um, <laughs> or, as I, or as I call it, the day that God dies. <laughs> my... So, have, you, have I ever told you the story of my first video game console? No. So, I, when I grew up, we didn't have a lot of money. My mom's a teacher, and my dad worked for the county park system, and we just didn't have a lot of money. Your dad was living the parks and rec life? He totally was. Awesome. I have so many stories that are way better than park and rec. You have no idea. Oh, they're great. We'll have to wait for another time, though. So I never had a game console of my own. Mm-hmm. It was always my friends. I would go over to their house. Same and I was, for me. I was kind of intimidated, actually. I would usually watch them play. I was also kind of I was scared because I, I didn't have anything to play with, and I was going to totally suck and die. And I always got punched out in Mike Tyson punch out. But, <laughs> you know, I, at least I tried that one. Yeah. But my godfather, for my 12th birthday bought me the original uh, PlayStation. PS1? And PSX. I, oh, PSX. PS, PSS, PS1 was a reduced was a little version. One. Yeah, yeah. the tiny one. That's yeah. right. The PlayStation, as I call it. Yes. And I freaked out. Oh, my God, that I freak out. Wait, wait. I were you freaking too. out like the Nintendo 64 kid uh, that's on YouTube? It's a Nintendo 64! That kid? Very close. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Very close. <laughs> <laughs> what what age did you get your PlayStation at? Twelve, I think. I think I was about. Wow. Th- I think I was about thirteen or fourteen, and yeah. I had the same reaction. Like wow. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. And my well, mom was so pissed because <laughs> because we didn't have any money to buy games, right? Right. So of course I told her I can rent them at the video store, and that worked out fine. Yeah. But that first night, I was so excited, and the disc that came with it had two demos on it: one for Crash Bandicoot. <gasps> I love Crash Bandicoot. Crash Bandicoot. And the other one was for the original Tomb Raider. I played. And this is back when the con- this is back when I got it. You know, it only been out for like a year, I think. And the uh, the controller mm-hmm. was the old, old, old one. The, the it didn't even ones. have analog sticks on it or anything. It was oh, the, right, it was the, the tiny little one. It was just the D pad and the, the just four the D pad and the buttons and the, yeah. and the shoulder buttons. Wow, I think I blacked out on that uh, that controller. I don't remember that one at all. That's one it came packaged with originally, and then they introduced the one of the analog the sticks. Yeah. The, the joystick buttons yeah. were were a short uh, shortly added on afterwards. Okay. And then all long. the games came out with support for it, so yeah. they just started including that with the bundle. Okay. Anyhow, I played that all night long. <laughs> and, yeah. then, and there was one level, and I just kept playing the same level over and over and yeah. over and over. Yeah. And then, of course, I had to play the actual Tomb Raider games, so I got them, and I played them all through, and they yeah. were great. And then the Tomb Raider movie was announced, and I was like, yeah, because this was 2001. It, was, it came out 
right around my birthday. And then and they went, cast the perfect person too, Angelina yeah. Jolie. Was yeah, they did. That was awesome. the main reason why I wanted to see it. Yeah. <laughs> More than anything was, oh my God, it's Angelina Jolie. <laughs> <laughs> And, and, yeah. <laughs> you having a seizure over there? Miss <laughs> Jolie, if you were listening to this podcast, I am so sorry. <laughs> she's hot. Okay, let's just leave it at I that. I doubt she's listening to this podcast. <laughs> I really do, but I just wanted to put it out there. Maybe one of her 14 children is. Who knows? Um, but I'll tell you this. Hey, 16. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you this. I was so disappointed with that movie when I walked well, who out. Who wasn't? Because I was expecting so much more. And sure, I got to see Angelina Jolie all hot and stuff, but I could do that in Hackers, which was a way, way better oh, movie. I will applaud her uh, British accent. was pretty darn good, I think. It, it was all right. It was passable, that's for sure, in the Tomb Raider sure. movie. Could they have put the same amount of effort into actually writing a script? <laughs> that would have been slightly more helpful. This, this, yeah. this is the one where she fights the whole robot, right? They, no, that was Cradle of Life. That was the it? second one? Yeah. The first one yeah. has Daniel Craig in it, by the way. Do you guys remember that? really? Daniel Craig is in the Tomb now. Raider movie. Yeah. I, I've James only seen it once. Bond is in the Tomb Raider I saw, movie. He's, like a, he's one of the henchmen, isn't he? No, uh, you'd think so, but he's actually one of the friends. Uh, I saw him 12 years ago. Yeah. That was the last time I saw him. Yeah. <laughs> See, again, I swore off video game movies a long time ago so a lot of these movies i will confess i haven't even seen for on principle alone i've seen like little m- moments of them here and there but the movies i have seen i will say go to probably the the, the most heinous offenders the nuremberg level <laughs> <laughs> movies if you will this next one is the herman Goering of movies oh and by the way uh john voight who is angelina jolie's father <laughs> also Bowser. played Lord, he played uh, uh, Lord Croft. Yeah, Lord oh. Richard Croft. Wasn't he Bowser in the, in the start? No, that no, was that was Dennis Hopper. That was Dennis oh, Hopper. Dennis and Hopper. it was King Koopa. He was not. He was King not Koopa. Yeah, Koopa. he was not Bowser. He was Koopa. They Koopa. could not do Koopa. Yeah, but yes. Anyway, uh, you, you were telling us about uh, the day that God died and the, the day that you cried <laughs> in the movie theater. Please continue with your story. Well, I, I I don't even really want to relive the Tomb Raider fiasco all that much more. I, I'd I'd rather move on. You want to move on? Okay, so let's talk about talk. Let's talk about the Herman Goering. Of all video game movies. Super Mario Brothers. Oh! Uh, <laughs> why? Oh, my God. <sighs> that movie. Oh Everything God. is wrong with that movie. There's, there's, Everything is there's, wrong with that the movie. The only good thing that came out of that movie was those Taco Bell cups <laughs> that they sold. <laughs> well, the world was introduced to John Leguizamo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but... But we were going to meet him eventually anyway. It's just... You can't use that as an excuse. I just, I, uh, Bob Hoskins, why? He... he, he why? <laughs> He even said it was a paycheck. He hated that. He actually, that's his least favorite movie of any oh, of his I, movies. I would imagine so. If that was on your uh, your roster of films that no, you were that just with. like everything was wrong with that movie. It's a thirteen percent score on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it has a score. Not surprising. Yeah. <laughs> it has a score. It has oh, a score. I'm saving a video game movie for you that has no score on Rotten Tomatoes. Excellent. I'll All save right. it towards the end. I mean, do we really even need to say any more about this abomination? I mean, for film? those that who are not aware. I would say watching the Super Mario Bros. movie, the live-action one, um, is worth once to see, only so that you can talk to other people about how abhorrent this if movie is. If you have is. high blood pressure, yes. do not watch this movie. Do not movie. watch this, yeah. If you play video games, and, and you have high blood pressure, do not watch this movie. you don't play video games, exactly. Um, I remember the first time I saw this, I was definitely in the teens, because this was like around the advent of v- or DVD, right when VHS is on its way out. I remember watching it and going... What's wrong with this well, okay. movie? So first of all, point number one, Mario isn't even into the princess. It's Luigi who's into the princess, and Mario's just kind of the older brother who's just tagging along. Yeah. So it's just like, point number one, Luigi doesn't have a mustache in the movie. It's because yeah. John Leguizamo couldn't grow one. Bull. It's not his fault. Bull. He had one in Romeo and Juliet. I call foul on that one. <laughs> Did that come out before Super Mario? It was a couple years after. Yeah. Well, see, by that time he had grown one. <laughs> <laughs> he started at the end of Super Mario Brothers, and he had one by the time. Yeah. Um, not only that, but like everything was wrong with that movie. Like, just, I mean, they made Super Mario Land. The land they made it into like a like a dungeonous, a dystopian ghetto. future yeah. that like people could be half dinosaurs and half and half. Yeah, what humans? the hell were up with the Goobas? Because they were just they had these tiny little heads, but giant bodies. Yeah. it was the exact opposite. It's like somebody looked at the concept art. For Mario. And, and that like, was punishment. Do you remember, uh, the, remember the scene where they took the human and they turned him into a Goopa? Yeah, yeah. Let, let, yeah. Let's do the opposite. Which is really dark, by the way. It was very dark, wasn't yeah. it? And, and yeah. that, they, they showed the movie. transformation. Mm-hmm. It was like, I remember seeing that in like eight years old. I was like, this is some messed up shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was really 
for a kids movie? Sure. Yeah. And Dennis uh, Hopper as the Koopa King, not Bowser, the Koopa King. He played, played a very phoned-in common villain oh. performance, but oh, he yeah. also just looked weird. Like, yeah, they was... were saving Bowser for the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Just imagine, like, if, if we are going to base the judgment off of the Koopas uh, in the Super Mario Bros. movie, imagine how terrible Bowser would have looked in the sequel, God forbid, if it ever came out. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, Eric Brickman <laughs> picked up. Eric Brickman has picked up this picture on Google where they're comparing to a overly tanned, muscular dude to the Goombas in, uh, in the Super Mario Bros. movie, and they are uncanny. Well, first of all, <laughs> do we even want to get into the fact that Goomba has another meaning, too? I believe Goomba is a racial slur for someone who's Italian. Oh, I wonder. I wonder, because you know what? Now I mean, that you mentioned it. Sounds it sounds like it, but. It definitely does. Oh, that's weird. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Well, the Mario concept in and of it is like a total acid trip, because you think of it, these. These. these um, yeah. These plumbers. Plumbers fall down a pipe, and then all of a sudden these mushrooms are chasing him, and they have to eat mushrooms to get more powerful. Or they eat these flowers that No, they, they, they float. squish the mushrooms. Yeah, they don't actually ingest them. Yes. They oh. get in contact with them. Yoshi ingests them. Yes. We don't talk about that. Yeah. No, Yoshi, about Yoshi. what Yoshi does in his own time is yeah. Yoshi's business. Yeah, yeah. And Yoshi's a dinosaur, by the way. When somebody told that to me, I just thought he was a giant-ass lizard, but no, they said that he was a dinosaur. I'm like, what? Please. Maybe they watched the original Super Mario movie and thought, hmm, we need dinosaurs in this after all. (laughs) Doesn't make any sense. No, it does not make sense. Then again, the whole concept of Mario doesn't really make sense. So that being said, why did it have to do a movie? I mean, not to say that you have to follow a Mm -mm. a logic, but just the way they did it. That could have been more. I'll tell you why. If it doesn't make sense, don't try to make sense of it. Just make it, just go with it the way it's supposed to be. I'm going to tell you why. Taco Bell cups. <laughs> <laughs> you just love those Taco Bell. With no, the mer- merchandise is what it is. It that movie was made to sell merchandise. Was it Taco Bell? I thought it was McDonald's was the, was the product oh, tie-in. Wait a minute. I think you're right. I, it might have been McDonald's. Or it could have been any number of fast so food fast, distributors. Fast food time. cups. Okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Whatever it is. It's because we're plugging Taco Bell. and like, really? Do we need to do that? <laughs> plugging Taco Bell. Taco Bell's part of the problem, sir. <laughs> do not support these movies. Mm-mm. No. Okay, so... Bad. Now, the other one that... For me, as a kid, it was a great movie to watch, and then I watch it again. It's like, oh, why did I think this movie was so good? It's really bad. Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. You know, there's two of those movies too, by the way. I don't even want to talk about Annihilation. Okay. All right, you know that Mortal Kombat made 122 million dollars, and that's and why they made a sequel. 18 million to make. It was probably the most successful of any of the video game movies. No. No? I don't think that's true, actually. There is another movie in terms of profit, well, not profit margins, but in terms of grosses. I wanted to talk about this later, but uh, the Prince of Persia movie actually made $335 million. Right. There's that one. Yes. I actually wanted to talk about that because in the grand scheme of things, listeners, there is a Wikipedia article out there that does go over the list of video game-based movies. In the grand scheme of things, if you look at that list, there's a lot of movies that you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, that's right. In the grand scheme of things, video game movies have the worst track record when it comes to movies. The worst. In terms of adaptations. Whether book, whether short story, whether article, video games. The worst. Bar none. However, that movie is not that bad. Sure, you have actors playing stereotypes and weird accents, but altogether, it's not that bad of a movie. No, it's really not. And it stays very close to the original plot line in the remake of the Prince of Persia games. Yes. Not the, the original not the Prince original. of Persia game, which would have been a really strange movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm jumping. I'm jumping. I have a sword. I stab you. I'm jumping. <laughs> I'm jumping. And I've fallen to my death and broken my legs. <laughs> the end of the movie. <laughs> well, the budget for this Prince of Persia movie was just close to uh, $200 million. It's because it was a Jerry Brockheimer project. That's, That's right. Why. And it made $335 million. Yeah. But when you compare that to Mortal Kombat, which only took 18, 18 million and it earned, made, earned 122, yeah. it's pretty yeah. close that to Mortal Kombat had, in terms of success. Yeah, yeah, but that movie had two things behind it, though. It had Jerry Brockheimer, right. who has a record for never really making a, a total bomb, unless they count Pearl Harbor. I think money-wise, Pearl Harbor actually did do good. Right, exactly. Well, it's because it opened on Christmas. Right. Oh, and you God, also have was it? Yeah, it was yeah. a Christmas movie. And you also have Disney behind that. True, very yeah. true. Yeah. That and not to say the, that all Disney's movies are successful, but when you have that combo, yeah. this is the same combo that turned out no 
the Pirates of the Caribbean trilogy. Which, as yeah, well. everyone's like, why the hell are you making a movie off of a ride? And look where it came from. It, right. it, or where, look where it is. Yeah, and, then, and of course, that's a side deep. conversation. Yeah. But nevertheless. Can yeah, exactly. I just say, though, because I feel like some of our listeners are going to get really upset. And I'll get a little upset. I want to talk more about the Mortal Kombat movie. Okay. Yeah, why yeah, can't yeah, we please, talk please, about Mortal yes. Kombat? Well, I don't want to talk about the sequel. <laughs> okay, we don't have to talk about the sequel. Let's talk yeah. about the original. The original was good. Uh, when was the last time you saw it? <laughs> okay, fine. I was very young, <laughs> but I liked the Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah, and I, I saw liked it. it too, but watch it again. Isn't There's Jean-Claude some... Van Damme in that? No. Oh, I'm thinking of Street Fighter? You're thinking yeah, of Street Fighter. Oh, okay. and we will get to Street Fighter in just a second. All right. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, well, if I can give you guys a quick backstory. I grew up with three other brothers in a household where... Um, violence whether fake or uh imitated mom dad didn't approve video games they didn't approve of at all the most that we ever got to uh in terms of video games was game boys growing up and so the first console that we got was a gamecube oh followed shortly by a ps2 good times followed by an xbox which is finally where we settled um so when it came to like you know the n64 days snes uh, sega genesis uh, P- uh like the playstation mm-hmm. I never got to experience that just like you until you got your PlayStation. Uh, whenever it came to the popular video games, I would always go to my friend's house. Like right. um, GoldenEye, when that came out. I loved GoldenEye. We're going to talk about that. Yeah. yeah when, that's not really, that's uh, that movie came. Yeah, that's a video game based off of a movie, which is the yeah, only well, we successful video game based off of a movie that has come out thus far. Uh, I would, put that I would highly disagree with that. Which other one? But Let's continue okay. with what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. Excuse so, me. I will highly disagree with that. In a little bit. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, so when movies like Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat came out, I didn't have any interest in seeing them because I didn't have the console and the video games that I played it with. And I didn't go to the arcade that much because, yeah. again, parents wouldn't like me playing those type well, of video well, games. We, so, our first exposure to Mortal Kombat came through, I think, Little League and going to the arcades and yeah. seeing my, people play it. My first exposure came from watching the reports on the nightly news about how absolutely awful they were <laughs> and how my parents were freaking out about it, hoping I would never play it. Because yeah, it was like and the then, goriest game out there. Yeah, the and then time. running over to my friend's house and be like, hey, do you have it? Do you have it? Like, yeah, I played. Do you want to play? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's violent. My parents don't approve. I and need to play this now. I didn't really like, I mean, I didn't really like the game that much to begin with and then i realized oh wait this is a game i can actually beat my brother at i'll tell you at first at first at first then my brother learned all the combos and then he i was much more of a tekken fan when it came to fight Mm -hmm. funny games oh Uh, and then eventually soul Calibur was amazing yeah but um i did play mortal kombat and i did like it i I like the mortal kombat movie though because how many of us then went to school and pretended that we were scorpion Get over here. Yeah, and could you know? And it was kind of weird though, because his little things that came out, his little grappling hooks, had like like little beak faces on them. And the fact that it came out of his hand—that was crazy, right? Yeah, that was kind of weird. But the whole fight with him and Sub Zero, yeah, was pretty sick. It was pretty cool. Mortal Kombat. The one thing it will have going for it is it's fairly true to the storylines that are in Mm -hmm. the video game, so it has that going for it. But I think execution is where it lacks. Sure. And they really didn't go into much detail. I mean, do, do you guys remember that there was a Mortal Kombat? animated series at all that took place shortly no. after the movie came out it's fairly dramatic i don't remember it was it was interesting it was very interesting these movies i believe came out in the same year of each other but mm. the one that takes the cake as far as side scroll fighting movies are concerned is uh street fighter as far as just like how total banality yeah street I, fighter was sick it was awesome with its beautiful 13 percent rotten tomatoes <laughs> the same as super mario and you know i played street fighter 2 a lot. In fact, it was one of the games we played on our video game system. Uh, it was Sega Genesis. We played it, we played that game a lot in the Sega Genesis, and I lost a lot because my brother was very good at it, and I was not. So I was very excited when we when I got to seeing that movie, and then it just like I I saw like all the characters. And I thought, oh, okay, that's cool. So that's what Vega looks like. Oh, that's yeah. what Blanca. That's the plot with Blanca. I, <laughs> I know it was really disappointing. Right. I knew it was going to be bad, and this is again me at ten years old. I knew it was going to be bad when they called him General M. Bison. <laughs> Because M is supposed to stand for Major uh, in the video game. General Major. It's a new rank. Right. Trying it out. And just confused the yeah. whole time. Just like, wait, this isn't... What? But <laughs> but you still saw it. And on a level, you enjoyed it. And then they sold a bunch of merchandise. On a level, I enjoyed point. it on the surface. But as a kid, you know, you're in a very deep state of denial when you see something on screen that you want to like. You know, it was like when I first saw Batman and Robin. I mean, I was 12 when Batman and Robin came out. On the surface, and Sean, you will admit this too, on the surface, we both liked that movie at first. And then we were like, hey, was it good? It was good, right? Wasn't it good? And <laughs> Tell then me it was good. And then, it, no, deep down, we're just saying, 
This was awful. <laughs> this was just awful. All right, my friends. That same year, another movie came out. One that I was far more excited to see than Street Fighter because I really enjoyed the video game series, which was Double Dragon. Mm. I also loved the afternoon cartoon. See, I love the afternoon cartoon, too. And then when I saw the movie, I was like, oh, this is going to be great. And then your <laughs> hopes were crushed. Crushed. Oh, like, where are the stop. masks, well, man? Why? Where, are the, where are the dragon masks? <laughs> where was see... anything? Where was the plot? Where yeah. was any element... Other than the fact that they were brothers and they had tattoos. And there was the Shadow Master, right? Okay. Yeah, I guess he was there, but But I tried to block that But the Shadow Master only happened when he had half the amulet, and that has nothing to do with the game or or the the TV show. Because the TV show, Shadow Khan, or Shadow Master, whatever his name was, I think Shadow Khan was his boss. This is kind of like the Emperor Palpatine of the show. Yeah. (laughs) I think Shadow Master just had his powers on his own, right? It has a 0% score on Rotten Tomatoes. Not surprising. (laughs) Not surprising in the least. Hey, but you know what? Jimmy Jimmy Lee is now chairman, right? Yeah. He's the chairman on uh, Iron Chef America, so he worked out well for him. It's only one percentage behind Alone in the Dark. Oh, my God. One percent. I saw that movie. Another movie by Yui Did the people who make that even play the video game? No. I don't think so. I think they bought the name, and that was it. (laughs) I'm pretty sure, because I remember seeing that movie. And, oh, did you remember Doom when Doom came out? Oh, I I, I was waiting to jump into that, but the Doom movie. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Uh, see, that I have problems with that movie only because it's kind of it's too predictable. However, the last, what, eight minutes? Where they, it's in the full, front, full, full uh, first-person first shooter person perspective. perspective. And it is so cool. And he does pick up the BFG, yes, and that is pretty damn cool. Oh, it was so awesome. That's the that's the, the kill-all weapon, yes, right? Yes, it yeah. is. Yeah. The it, BFG. Just, it shoots out this giant ball of blue and then just kills everything in its path. Yeah. And I love that in the video game, it looked like a really bad vacuum cleaner. Like it did. It really did. An awful vacuum cleaner or an elephant's trunk, and it kind of had the same That'd be funny, because it just animation. pulls out this weapon, and he turns, hits the trigger, and you hear... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, see, the thing is, like, I, I like revisiting Doom only because Carl Urban and The Rock are in it. And Carl Urban, who is an actor... Carl Urban's yeah, in it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Dread himself, or Aomer... Bones. Or, or Bones. I know. Uh, that's right, he was Aomer. I forgot that's about that. That's right. Yeah. That's where he got his start, man. But yeah, it's... Oh, wait, that's us give a throne. Sorry. And you call yourself a nerd. Nerd. Come oh, on, man. You know what's really sad is I just finished uh, watching... Hand over your glasses. No. <laughs> I just finished watching the Lord of the Rings trilogy on Blu-ray, and I still got that wrong. <laughs> uh, this is why I do the history podcast. Okay, moving on. But yes, the Doom movie. Um, disappointment, of course, but those eight minutes or so, gloriously hey, awesome. At least they only lost uh, $5 million on it. Oh, really? They almost broke even? Yeah, they almost broke even. Uh, and they probably recouped that with um, DVD sales. Oh, yeah, I don't doubt that. Maybe. Do we want to talk about Blood Rain? Uh, I don't. I only want to say that <laughs> it pretty much became vampire porn. It's not really porn. It's like vampire porn tease. I want to say the Blood Rain games, I, I only watched people playing it. I never played it myself, but I will say I've seen bits and pieces of the Blood Rain movies on FX or whatever. And I got to tell you, those movies are just Juve Bowl movies, so there's not much you can say after that. So I will say this. I'm hopeful, because there are two projects that I think have done properly could be truly amazing video game adaptation movies, okay? So to answer your question, Kyle, as you see by the mountain of evidence provided before you, <laughs> it is very hard it is. to make a really good movie. No, I said no. And I was really just being saying that because I was spiteful, and I was in my own head about a lot of those movies that we've already seen. Yeah. Now, gentlemen, what are the two movies do you think could that could salvage the video game genre if they were to be adapted? World of Warcraft. <laughs> I'm sorry, can I keep a straight I'm face? I'm sorry, I, oh. I need to step back for a second. Why are you here again? <laughs> oh, well, <No>. um... <laughs> Bye, Eric! <laughs> All right, Oh, now that you're back, Eric, I, I want to throw my hat in the ring. Um, my favorite game of all time is Uncharted 3. No question. Um, it's my favorite game. I had not only have fun playing it, I have fun playing it over and over and over again. And so even though it's still kind of in the works, I think if done well, I think the Uncharted, a movie based off of Uncharted would be phenomenal because it is like a modern day Indiana Jones, what some people equate it to. Here, here. Here, here. I, I, can, I agree with that one. What's Brick. yours, Brian? Okay. I have two. So the first, I'm going to just throw it out there, Zelda. I think if Zelda, if done right, could potentially be a good movie. You don't think so? (sighs) I I don't want them to try. Because the games are too good. Yeah. They're too good. 
I don't want them to try. What yeah. if what if you had the right combination? What if you had the right actor, the, the right directors, the right writers who were working they on the story? They still probably find a way to screw it up. <laughs> okay. All right. You know what? I take that back. You know what? That's not being fair. If it was somehow possible, I'm not saying it is, hmm. but if it was somehow possible for all the right elements to come together. Would you see it at least? I, absolutely. I would be 100% behind it. Okay. I'm yeah. never going to hold my breath because I have two children. I need to support them and I don't want to die. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, All so right, so that's one. Halo. Yes. Uh, yes. This Halo has been, could totally this do this. This has been attempted, or no, I shouldn't say that. This no. has been supposedly in the works and with Peter it Jackson behind the behind the helm. He was going to do it, and then he was going to have Neil Blomkamp do it. Who is who, who is his uh, prodigy? Yeah. His protege. A protege, excuse yeah. me. Which is why he, they gave him District 9, because they wanted to see how he works which with aliens. Which is a great movie. Oh, it was an amazing awesome movie. Awesome movie. Yes. And he's also directing the movie Elysium that came out. Elysium. 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 Whatever. Elysium. It's the same word. Elysium. You say potato, I say potato. Um, I, Let's call the whole thing off. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have actually, uh, you can probably find this on YouTube, but um, Neil Blomkamp actually did do a lot of test footage in terms of Halo. They actually built warthogs. They actually built the assault rifles and all the armor for the ODSTs and uh, everybody else. Mm -hmm. And there, it's about like 20 minutes of it, and it is very impressive. I saw it. It was very good. high caliber stuff. Oh, yeah, I saw this yeah. short. It was like, yeah. oh, my God. Yeah, like it would have been amazing. Amazing. I don't think it was quite. I don't, it wasn't twenty minutes, was it? Not only that, but the plot line of the Halo games is solid. Oh, super solid. So solid. doesn't really need that much adaptation to it. Like it's no. okay. It, Let me ask you this then. Yeah. Helmet on whole movie, or does he ever take it off? Master Chief. Yeah. He can't take it off. It's built into his system. He like if no. he takes it off, he's gonna die, isn't he? No, no, no. He no, can, he take, can it take it off. off. As as proven by Halo Four, he can take it off. Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen Halo Four yet. That's the thing. If he can put it on, he can take it oh. off. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I would almost think it'd be interesting if he couldn't take it off, if for the for the purposes of the movie. I mean, like if you want to get into that type of argument, uh, a lot of people said that with Amazing Spider-Man that just came out this past summer, that he took off his uh, mask too many times. I think a lot of people would be very disappointed because if he didn't, if he if he did take if it he off, did, yeah, uh, yeah, because everybody else has their own interpretation of what the Master Chief looks like, and Halo Four teased that if you beat the game on Legendary, because you were you imagined yourself as being Master Chief. Oh, that yeah, was absolutely. the genius behind it. And yeah. by the way, um, Halo Four completely not only revitalizing the Halo franchise, but being done by a completely different uh, company. Done very well. It, it's I I think it may be. Bungie the best. didn't make that no game. They're really? done. Yeah, they were done with Halo after uh, Halo Reach. But I gotta say, the mythology behind the games and then the fiction that has been made surrounding Halo, it's shaping it to be <laughs> of course, an incredible, Red blue. incredible oh, franchise. So and not yeah, not to mention Red versus Blue. Absolutely. I myself, I I would I look forward to the day when a Halo movie is made. But if it is not, I'm totally okay with that because the video games do it for me. I have all. Five of them. One, two, three, four, and reach. I guess for me, I want to see it made into a movie, but at the same time, I know that if they do that, there's going to be some license taken with it. And I don't want that because everything you need is already there with the score, because the score is so good, too. Oh, yeah. They, they, they'd have to get the same composer. Yeah. They'd oh, have yeah. to. The guy who does the voice of Master Chief is, is so good, too. Oh, yeah. Like, there's, there's not much they need to change other than it's computer graphics i want to see those i want to see those real actors yeah that's what i want to see yeah i would want the halo movie to be live action as well yeah, that, um and i kind of like almost the plot in the line of halo 2 is it where that it's the uh, the spartans and the coven have to team up together because there's a there's a clan of coven who just they want to fuck everything up the brutes <laughs> the brutes and, right and the the sects of covenant uh that want to like activate right. the halos to bring everybody to oblivion and death right and that's like, and i kind of like the idea that you have these two there's always that great story when you have enemies forced to work together to put their yeah. uh, the differences yeah. aside that could be a great plot line for the first movie Ooh, actually you know what i would say that would be the empire strikes back almost because so you, you want to do a trilogy yeah 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 you would have to set um the first movie would have to be spartans versus uh covenant it would have to be um, only because you have to set the groundwork, even though the groundwork has already been laid out. And by the way, thank you, Eric Brickmont. Uh, Halo ODST is a very underrated Halo game. I have that awesome one as well. Awesome game. It's very well done. Sixth in the yes, Halo. Sixth. Yeah. Part of, part of the sixth in the Halo series. Right. Yeah. Um, I well, actually, Brickmont, did you have any other suggestions? Oh, I certainly do. Oh, I want to hear them. Harvest Moon. <laughs> <laughs> I want Good to see choice. the touching tale of a young man inherit a farm, <laughs> raise chickens and cows, grow were, crops, accidentally cut them down with a sickle, 
find a woman, give her an enormous amount of gifts, and that's all it takes to get her, you know, ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> Marry that woman, have two children. <laughs> and then give me the option to watch it for another hour of pretty much the exact same thing that I watched. <laughs> or let me leave the movie theater. I'm just going to throw it out there. Sim City. <laughs> Farmville, the movie. The audience okay. can buy the cows. Dude, you know what? Seriously? Hey. <laughs> this would make an awesome animated movie. Seriously? Think about this. This could be an awesome animated kids movie. Plants vs. Zombies. Oh, that could be actually pretty that awesome. That could be awesome. If Disney did that? Oh, so that I could have, be actually I, pretty funny. I actually have a serious suggestion. Yes. Okay. Um, you may not have played it. It was kind of obscure. Wait a second. My Plants vs. Zombies suggestion was serious. I'm sorry. No, that was a good idea. That's a good idea. That would actually be really cool. Don't cry. Stop. Boom, 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 Tears, boom, boom. no. No. Okay, Brian's good. <laughs> no. No. That's how I get my children to stop crying. Tears, no. No. No, I'm just kidding. I love my children. I let them cry if they need to. Please do not call social services. That was totally a joke. Oh, I had them on speed dial, damn it. Damn. Okay. Oh, so you do want us to call child services. You said it was a joke. Okay, in all seriousness, yes. though, I do have a, I have a good I think. Well, I think it's pretty good. Kind of uh, obscure. It's a Japanese RPG mm-hmm. that came over. A quick play. It only takes like 20, 25 hours to play through. So it's pretty short for Japanese oh, that's RPGs. Quick. The quick is the eight hour campaigns and stuff. That's not, you can't play a Japanese RPG. Oh, like oh yeah, yeah. I'm talking no, about Japanese right. RPGs. Okay, okay. Um, it was called Rogue Galaxy. Any of you ever play that? I've heard of it. I never played it. Heard of it, yeah. Oh, it's so good. And yeah. it's all it's all cell shaded. It has this really beautiful look to it. Mm-hmm. And it's essentially about this kid who becomes a pirate. Um, a space pirate, if you will, and the the spaceships they fly around on look just like pirate ships, and they're all open, and they don't have any kind of bulkheads or glass. Like or in Treasure like Planet, that. yeah, it's okay. it's similar to that, but I think it's a lot better done. Okay, and I feel like the storyline that within that was great, and because so few people ever really got a chance to play it, mm-hmm. if they just copied it exactly, it would be fantastic. Nice, it'd be really great, and I'd see it in an animated film form if they wanted to do it all cell shaded like they did in the video game. I thought it'd be great. Well, um, uh, in terms of what we would like to see become movies, actually, uh, there is a list out there uh, that has video game properties that are becoming movies, and I'm going to save the worst for last. So, uh, there is an Assassin's Creed movie that is being made with Michael Fassbender uh, attached to produce, and I believe star which I'm very excited for. Anything that Michael Fassbender does, I'm very much looking forward to. An Uncharted movie, obviously, is in the works. A Splinter Cell movie is actually being in the works as well. Wow, that's an old property to That is an old property. I'm very excited to look for that. And now for the worst. (sighs) Angry Birds. I'll watch it. There's an Angry Birds movie coming out. Why not? It could be a kid's movie. I could see it working as a kid's kids movie. I mean, the story's very simple. The pigs stole the eggs. The birds are pissed off. Uh, and yeah, just, and the only, their only revenge is to fling I, themselves. <laughs> see, I, I live in that state of I am so over Angry Birds, even though I succumbed over the holiday season and bought Angry Birds Star Wars for my of course, iPad. How could of course you not? I did. It was 99 cents instead of six bucks. But I got to tell you, I, I'm not looking forward to that. I really am not. Okay. Just, what else is on your list? Well, that, those are the only ones that are in the works officially. Okay. So. Well, gentlemen. I want to wrap this up. Okay. But I want to wrap it up in a confrontational way. Oh, oh. well, I didn't even get to talk about what I think the greatest video game movie is ever. What? I didn't get to talk about it. I talked about my second best in terms of uh, <laughs> oh, that was the Prince second of Persia. Yeah. Okay, this, this is how it's going to go now. You're going to give your first best. Cool. I'm going to continue my argument with you that we had earlier. Yes. Okay. In regards to games Mo- video games based that were off based movies. off of movies. Okay. Which, sir, you are sorely wrong. I'm sorry. I, I, want, I want to know what your suggestion is. I will tell you after you tell me yours. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, I think the best video game movie, ironically, there is no video game that exists. Well, no, there is. It came out after the movie came out, but Wreck-It Ralph. Wreck-It Ralph, I think, is the best video game movie that has ever come out, only because not only is it have heart about the story, uh, it's based off of nothing. Like, it, this was a concept uh, and a love story to, uh, like, the early to mid 80s like, so like you know, the arcade bit basically yeah. games yeah and ironically while this movie before it came out they came out with the 8 bit version uh, video game for like you know the mobile devices tablets and smartphones and my favorite part is that uh, Disney actually in select theaters across the United States put in an arcade a legitimate arcade with um, Fix It Felix in theaters as a, a point of uh, marketing and stuff that's genius I know it's, it was so genius and I really wish I went to one of the theaters that had that 
I mean, I, I have to argue just for the sake of it, just to mm-hmm. play the devil's advocate, yeah. that because it wasn't because it wasn't ever a video game before it was a movie. It was conceptualized and designed to be a movie, and then However, became a video game. Yeah. However, it has many of licensed video game characters Absolutely. in it. Absolutely. Right. And I, I agree that it's an excellent movie, and I agree that it belongs on the list. I just want to make the argument for those yeah. out there who, just to play the devil's advocate, oh, yeah. because if I didn't, then my suggestion would be very hypocritical. Okay. Because I'm suggesting a movie based on a... A video game based off of a movie? Uh, correct. Yeah. Okay. You said there were none that were any good. No, 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 those no. I said Goldeneye was the best. Oh, you did? You said Goldeneye was the only one. Yes, the only good one. The best one, yeah. And Goldeneye was fantastic. But what about... Escape from Butcher Bay, Chronicle Riddick. Mm. I never even heard of that video game. Pitch Black, love that movie. Yeah, yeah. Chronicle Riddick, way better. The video game they put out, Escape from Butcher Bay, was phenomenal. What platform? Take your pick. It was on the PC. It was, it was on it was a mass Xbox. Market, so it, was it was on, on every PS3. Yeah. Amazing. You can uh, get it super cheap right now. Play through it. Next time you're on here, you will agree with me wholeheartedly. Okay. All right. I, I, I'm going to do that. That is my homework assignment. Escape from Butcher Bay. Amazing game. And Super Star Wars. Hello. Super Star Wars on the Super Nintendo. I amazing. didn't have that, so I've never played it before. I'm sure you can find a way. Play <laughs> it. It's amazing. You know what? Let's take this conversation to the interwebs. Indeed. To interwebs. If you haven't seen it already, we have a new website. So go ahead and go to nerdonomy.com and look at all the cool new ways that you can reach us all in one website. Pretty awesome. Including our brand new what, Brian? We are now blogging through Tumblr. There's a Tumblr plugin on our page where you can see our new blog. We're posting pretty much daily now. Pretty much. Dare I say it's a blogonomy? <laughs> I like that. Thank well you. done. <laughs> Thank you. This is why we keep you around, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Kevin Satorius. Yes. Thank you, sir. You always bring so much to every podcast you join us on. And uh, we're always thrilled to have you. Thank and you know you. what? Thank you guys for filling in. Much appreciated. No Otherwise, problem. I would have been talking to myself. Happy to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I would hate for you to feel awkward about yourself. <laughs> uh, that, that happens all the time, so don't worry. Uh, you guys have a wonderful week, and we will be talking to you soon. Awesome. All right. Bye-bye. And roll credits. My Big Ben truly puts the ding in dong.